Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed part A, where we declared Thaddeus the winner of the ABSA for excellence in this podcast. Now we are back for part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Lauren, and I'm here with Tom and Thaddeus discussing smoking, the first episode in our hooked units. We're going to start part B by roughly following the categories from part A's ABSA fever round. Everyone will get to share what other items they had on their lists, and I, as Host Supreme, will get a chance to share my favorites from the episode as well. So, let's start with favorite scenes. Um, Let's see, Thad, what were some other favorite scenes you had? Um, I'm not sure. Tom, did you mention Bill reading Monotone on the air? No. Okay. So that was one of mine that was on my list that we didn't get to. Um, because it, it starts with Beth ter- walking in and turning on that little radio, and you finally hear what's going on. <laughs> and then he walks out there, and Mr. James yells at him. <laughs> you know, he's like, "All right, well, you're thinking of a comeback. I'm gonna go take care of this, Dave." Uh, walks in, gives Bill the cigarette, puts it directly in his mouth. Doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. like hand it to him, puts it directly in his mouth. And then the thing is, when Bill starts reading, you know, in a normal voice. The look he gives Dave when he turns around, Jimmy James turns around and just looks at Dave with this triumph on his face. <laughs> uh, like, that alone is like, that makes the entire scene for me. And then we get the Catherine trying to be nice. You know, like, I miss the smell, which I think is delivered with, you know, like, that's the best line reading of that line that you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, because yeah. you do kind of believe that she was a smoker and, and she does want to let Bill do it. So, um, that was another one of my favorite scenes. That was on my list. If, um, if some of the other ones have been taken in round one and i i can i can say as an ex-smoker uh when i do catch a whiff of a cigarette it is like oh yes that is very nice it's like i do miss the smell it's 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 no joke so that's legit then that is legit all right running here rehab or a radio station (laughs) (laughs) terrible impression (laughs) All right, Tom, what was another scene that you had on your list? Uh, let's see. That was actually the next one I had, but um, I, I do like the outro button um, when they're just because of the reveal of the, the booth filled with uh, smoke. It's, <laughs> it really cracks me up. I think it's like it's probably like one of their biggest gags that they ever did was having to fill up yeah. that, that booth with smoke, you know. <laughs> And you can see, like, the, the outline of him, like, the silhouette of him, the silhouette of Catherine inside the booth, and the, right. the, the single flame, <laughs> flame you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really nice. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Joe just being like, oh, I'll think something up over the weekend. Right. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> good enough for now. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. 
Um, I don't think it was mentioned. I, I like the scene where Bill and Dave both admit they failed. I think we, we oh, talked yeah. about the, yeah. some of the quotes and like you mentioned like the nice touch of the way Bill looked and stuff. But that that whole scene together is very nice. Also, it's I just mm-hmm. love seeing them on the same side. It happens so rarely. If it happened yeah. all the time, I wouldn't like it as much. But, um, you know, right. because it's such a rare thing, it's really nice to see. And yeah, I, I, I just like seeing them uh, rejoice in the fact that they failed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, we didn't do it. Yay. <laughs> like they still oh, yeah. managed to bond over the failure of what they actually tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And I kind of wonder if, um, if Bill had not failed, would Dave had ad- admitted that he had a double espresso that morning? You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> How long was he going to wait to drop that on him? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was wondering that too. <laughs> All right, Thad, did you have any other scenes? Um, I really like when Lisa brings Dave the aspirin, uh, mm. and he says the line about, I don't know what caffeine does, but I'm pretty sure it keeps my head from caving in. <laughs> um, and then they bring up the issue of, like, the movies and the hat again, and then I just I just think of Dave drinking the juice box, <laughs> you know, just kind of very humbly behind the desk, just humbled by the lack of caffeine he's, drinking the juice he's box. He's, like, cradling the juice yeah. box, like, it's his, his life force, is le- all that's left of it yeah. is in that juice box. <laughs> Yeah, so I really like that little scene. And again, again, it brings up the hat one more time, so it kind of sets you up for the end of the episode, mm-hmm. um, and and you know continues that storyline, so it doesn't just drop off. So yeah, um, Tom, any others? Uh, the scene between Matthew and Bill, and then eventually Dave, but with the this uh, <laughs> the carrot stick, <laughs> and, and you know you're you're playing with me, aren't you, Matthew? And then just. Putting the putting the carrot yeah, stick out in the ashtray was so great. That's one of my favorite gags from that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had that bit on my my list of gags: the stubbing the the carrot out in the ashtray. <laughs> I really like the scene of setting up the smoking area for Bill. Like you know, Dave and Beth, they come in. They've got the ashtray. They got the little plant, and they, you know, they they set up the chair just so. And yeah, and Bill doing the thing of like, yeah, I think that should be over here, and lose the salad, will you? And, <laughs> and then they crank open the window. This is very pleasant. Thank you. <laughs> it was just, it, it was a very funny scene. It was a short scene, but very funny. And of course, without that, all the all the other physical bits of Bill looking all disheveled wouldn't make any right. sense at all. Wouldn't so, work. very yeah. important scene too. <laughs> all right, that any other scenes from you? No, no, I think those did are we all, cover all the whole, we got, yeah. Did we cover the entire yeah, episode can, now? <laughs> I think pretty much. Just yeah. about. <laughs> Just about. All right, then let's move on to quotes. Um, Tom, what are some of your favorite quotes from this episode uh, that we haven't discussed yet? Oh, we covered them all. I don't have many. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, one of my favorite ones, it's real short and sweet, but it is a total Bill McNeil winner, College Girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just great. But Lisa, I believe that we should treat this as a, I forget what, exactly what Lisa says, but this is a volatile situation, and I believe we should treat it as such or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Still> college girls. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you don't know if it's an insult or if it's a compliment. Is it a compliment? Is it an insult? Like, <laughs> right. you, like there's no context in which mm. saying that definitively 
is positive or negative. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's like what will they think of next? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? All right, Thad. What's one of your quotes? One of your favorites? Um, you actually just mentioned it, but it's like I guess this will do. But lose the salad. Huh? <laughs> You know, it's like I wanted to put that in my in my usable quotes so bad. Me too. It's like Me the too. only time I'm ever going to come across a situation where I'd say lose the salad is when somebody actually puts an actual salad in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's how I order all my it. hamburgers. It's like, oh, do you want lettuce and tomato? No, lose the salad, salad. please. Yeah, right? Like, that's good. But I'm like, oh, I kind of like the lettuce and the hamburger. I'm a hamburger. <laughs> that's the only situation where i'm thinking it's okay to throw it in the mix not in a taco salad maybe maybe taco yeah tacos where i'll take lettuce but on a hamburger no (laughs) i'll throw it in there for garnish really it's just for appearances (laughs) well i have a usable one but i think it's only usable because i have young kids um doesn't matter how many times i say it though i'm trying to cut down on other people's saliva (laughs) doesn't matter how many times i say it my kids still continue to try to share their saliva with me along with all their germs (laughs) yeah i work that one into conversation as often as possible (laughs) yeah that's uh, a little too usable (laughs) (laughs) it was just so great the way jimmy said it too as if like you know as if he were actually you know, expecting that she's offering him the coffee and the ABC gum. Um, and if we didn't know the future where he actually, you know, he, he almost sold the station and, and, and instead accepted best ABC gum, we might think that like, no, he, he was just giving her a hard time, but no, maybe he was really considering that ABC gum. <laughs> if you could identify all that as gum, that's, that's, on <laughs> it's just a mask. Could have been chaw for all, you know, like, <laughs> It's like she just pulls his mass out. I'm like. Uh, all right, Tom, what's another quote you've got? Well, I, we've we've talked about it, but I don't like movies. I don't go to movies. Most movies suck is, is a really good. That's a good the speech, line. Yeah. Um, and the way he repeats know. it, too. You know he what I say it, yeah, when people yeah, exactly. ask me if I want to go to a movie? And then he repeats the whole no. thing. No. <laughs> I like movies. I don't go to movies. Most movies suck. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good Joe line. All right, Thad. Do you have another one? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> this is in the one. Uh, this is almost one of my answers in round one. I think you used it, too. It's. It would take a robot not to cry at that movie. <laughs> like, Great I one. feel that's one that we kind of do throw in there every once in a while, or at least uh, mention that scene mm-hmm. for that line all the time. So that's definitely another one of my favorites and possibly possibly one that I could use in, in the right situation. I think from from uh, the other, from uh, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, they established that was a, a James Burrow line that he gave to Phil Hartman like when they were shooting. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that was something like yeah. on the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. And here we are quoting it all these years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I like uh my reliable little buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Bill's using it about his cigarettes, but um, I'd be more likely to use that quote when talking about my spreadsheets than talking about my cigarettes. But, you know, oh, like, to each their okay. own. Like, my spreadsheets are my reliable little buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with my spreadsheets. 
<laughs> I, th- I think, as a matter of fact, you should put your spreadsheets into a file and name it My Little Buddies. My Reliable <laughs> That's what should be on your desktop at this point now. It probably should be. That's where they all go. That's where they live together. <laughs> all right, Tom, I know you got about 15 more. What you got? Probably. Um, when Bill is uh, talking about the, the smoking restriction with Dave and said you have to set up a smoking area. He's like, how about a mobile 10-foot radius around me? (laughs) Perfect. Perfect, Bill. Yep. I also like his line reading on the, how about right next to Matthew's desk, you know, the way he gets a little louder and like make sure Matthew can hear him and Matthew picks up a folder and it goes everywhere. You know, that was, that was a great, that was a great little mini scene within a scene. That was good too. Okay, Thad, do you have any other quotes? Uh, yeah, my last one is is another one that was almost usable. I thank God every day we're not a TV station, which I think <laughs> yeah. you can use at any day at your job when you see something strange. You know, and I think everybody will get the point. But I also think it's interesting if you use it in places that you're not at your job, <laughs> where it doesn't make any kind of sense because people will still get what you mean. You could say it in Starbucks. You know? <laughs> Somebody walks into Starbucks, you just look at the cashier and go, I think God every day that we are not a TV station. And they're just gonna say yes. You know, like that's that's pretty much how that's gonna they're go. They're gonna be like, sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. And they're gonna look at the same person and be like, Yeah. Um, we've we've brought up a lot of the ones on my list already. I think the last yeah. one I'm gonna throw out there is uh don't listen too closely or you might fall into a trance. <laughs> it was just really great. And the way she like clicks off the radio right after that is just, it's just really funny. <laughs> Tom, did you have any more yet you had to call out? Um, yeah, just one more. I, I think almost every other one we've, we've talked about, but um, <laughs> it's Dave's line to bit. It's not easy, Beth. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. <laughs> that's usable, too, because lots of things yeah, in life are that's, hard. That's, that's true. <laughs> that, that mental fog is real. It All really right. is. <laughs> All right. Well, before we move on to the next category, we're going to learn some fun facts about things mentioned in this episode in a segment we call Half-Truths and Gorilla Dust with Tom. Thank you, Lauren. Um, in this episode, uh, we get Bill's classic line, uh, chock full of nuts. They should say chock full of flavor. Well, chock full of nuts is a coffee company. They were founded in 1932. Um, they were the first major U.S. corporation to hire an African-American vice president, and that gentleman was Jackie Robinson. Um, so not only breaking the color barrier in baseball, but also in corporate <laughs> America. How about that? Um, All right. All right. Uh, Dave mentions, uh, calls Joe the Fonz, uh, refers to Arthur Fonzarelli from the show Happy Days, uh, played by Henry Winkler, the Internet's grandfather, um, <laughs> who would often he would often fix the jukebox by either slapping it or hitting it with the side of his fist, uh, either start it or, or fix it by doing that. Um, kind of also, if, if uh, you've ever seen the, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Han Solo does that with the Millennium Falcon. He does like a, a Fonzie fix with it. So <laughs> very similar. Um, 
we get the mention of uh, Siegfried and Roy. Um, that was a, a Las Vegas um, magic and big cat act. Um, Roy Horn and uh, Siegfried Fischbacher were their names. That was their names. Um, Roy was actually uh, they toward it kind of ended their career when Roy was uh, attacked by one of the tigers in 2003. So mm. luckily this was pre that. So we got this joke. Um, uh, they both just recently died in the last two years. Um, oh. Siegfried and Roy, uh, mm. uh, Roy died of, of, um, COVID and, uh, mm. Siegfried died of pancreatic cancer. But mm. anyway, Kind of a bummer, but, you know, they were in their 80s, so they did live a good life. Um, the Paramedic was played by uh, Monte Russell, who's uh, other best known. Um, he's best known for his 117 appearances on ER uh, as a paramedic. So it was kind of and his his run on ER actually only started about two months before this episode aired. So it was probably pretty much concurrent when when his uh, job's came to be so good for him you got typecast yeah <laughs> so like, we need a paramedic no 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 no. just to play with paramedic all right I'll take that guy. send them over when you're done central casting there you go so that's it for uh half truths and gorilla dust all right all right well thank you tom for those half truths and especially that sprinkling of gorilla dust i got a guy <laughs> gotcha gorilla dust guy on speed dial all right now we're gonna move on to favorite gags uh let's see thad what was a favorite gag of yours from this episode um okay so i think one of the ones that we haven't talked about is just the nicotine patch in general um how you know how dave gets it how bill reacts to it then we, you know, we get the ambulance, you know, the that classic gag that we have come back a couple times. You know, the EMT talking to Dave about the patch, and then Bill admitting that he wrapped it around his waist like a belt. Uh, so like, like just the patch itself gets a lot of heavy usage in terms of, of the joke making and the reactions on the screen. So that was uh, that was one of my favorites. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it was it was an important gag to the yeah. episode. <laughs> All right, Tom, what's another gag that uh, that you enjoyed from this episode? Uh, just the the way they played with the smoking. Bill holding the, the smoke in his in his mouth to try to avoid Dave's detection and then having to blow it out all at once. Then them sound or like sealing the booth so that it could be used <laughs> as a smoking lounge. Um, and, and of course, like the big. Uh, the smoking area where they had the the windows opened and this, for some reason, pile of just loose papers <laughs> stacked right, up exactly. high on the, to, to exactly. get a big, just you know, make a big mess. What, what room so. was that? What, what was that about? <laughs> it's just in the hallway. It's like it's not like a storage closet or anything. I don't. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was a great bit. <laughs> Um, I like the gag of Jimmy kind of feigning like he cares until he finds out he's not getting sued and then just taken <laughs> off. <laughs> you feel like I gotta in go. this station? Okay, I gotta, I gotta go. go. 
And I feel like we see this a few times over yeah. the series. It de- there was definitely a similar feel to the jokes in Injury and the way he approached Matthew about yeah. Matthew's injury and stuff like that. I can't exactly place where there might have been another time that, that we saw this, but I'm going to be on the lookout for it because I feel like this was something that they brought back again. But, yeah, very funny. I, I, think, they, I think they started, well, at least the when he's on the phone in the pilot. Can you hear me now? Oh, it's it's perfectly it's very clear. Okay, I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I gotta go thing is kind of an iconic Jimmy line. Yeah, like, it comes back again and again. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Thad. What's the what's another gag you appreciated in this episode? Um, just Bill's monotone reading. Uh, you know, mm. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that's easy to do for wow. the length that he does it. You know, like I can do it for like a sentence or two, but he really does it in that pace, quick pace, you know, like da da da. Then all of a sudden he switches it up and then he goes back to it immediately as soon as Dave pulls a cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that that was really uh, a really great gag in the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was really good. I mean, credit to Phil Hartman. I mean, that's that's got to yeah. be a difficult that's thing a skill. to do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It uh. <laughs> all but <Albany> today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pause too as he takes that big long drag something about like just the perfect length of that beat as he's inhaling (laughs) (laughs) very nice all right tom what was another gag you enjoyed uh beth with the gum uh really good you know when they got the great joke of like the can you get me fitted for a diaphragm why don't you just use your gum the look on her face too like okay we're not messing with dave today we're just gonna turn around and walk away (laughs) that's the line um i liked it when uh when dave tells bill that smoking in the office is punishable by a hundred dollar fine and bill just pulls out (laughs) a hundred dollar bill and just so earnestly hands it to dave just like okay i guess if that's what it costs now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just so casual just every reaction that he has to the news that he should not be smoking it's just you know he, oh i'm sorry yeah i i forgot to offer you one how rude of me yeah <laughs> and it's like oh no here's some money and then finally i'm gonna put this cigarette out in your coffee yeah. <laughs> like, that's a bold move and then look shocked when dave's upset yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the look is hilarious <laughs> All right, Thad, any other gags you want to call out? Um, I just want to mention the college girls uh, response that that Tom put in the last section. All right, he does that at least one more time. I'm not sure if he does it two more times, but he does at least one more time, you know, and it's just as funny that time. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we already mentioned, like, the who's that guy gag where Jimmy doesn't know somebody and Dave throws off a couple of names, you know, so just as repeating gags. I love those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those Those are both really good. Yeah, the, the the who's that guy is probably my favorite gag of, yeah, of the series. series. I just I right. every time it comes up I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, do you have any other gags you wanted to call? No, out? I think we co- we covered them all that I that I meant or that I noticed. The only other one I wanted to mention, it was really tiny, but we get a, a Pataki bit in this episode. Pataki. <laughs> and uh, I think the writers just thought Pataki was a funny name. 
and they tried to oh, yeah. work it into the news broadcast as much as possible. And, you know, the the actual news broadcasting that was going on in this show was very limited. So whenever they had to, like, <laughs> right. come up with some news copy for someone to read, I think it was always just like, I don't know, look up whatever Pataki's doing right now and throw that in there. <laughs> oh, okay. It was it was either something to do with Pataki or the Major Deegan Expressway. It was yeah. always like, yeah, they had, they had yeah. their favorites that they would go back to. Yeah, yeah. I think huh. it was just like words and names they thought sounded funny, and so they were like, "Yeah, throw that in there." <laughs> but yeah, we got a little Pataki in here. Nice. Pataki. Okay, let's talk about favorite aspects and background catches. Um, Tom, anything you anything you picked up on? going on in the background yes there is i believe a cigarette machine in in the bullpen it's it maybe it's a vending machine but it is Mm. a very old style it's got the pull knobs and it like yeah i've seen those where they were vending machines of like with candy and stuff like that but most often that is a cigarette machine and that for that to be in the office in like 1995 is kind of crazy and just for something that, like cool. that old, that antique, like usually you would see that in like a dive bar or something, not an office. But mm-hmm. like it's it's right behind Jimmy when they're doing the the Siegfried Roy David Copperfield bit. Like to the um, left actually, of the booth, right? To the left of the booth. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like a booth and then a tiny hallway, and it was like up against yeah, the wall. It was, it was yeah, it was up against the wall. Yeah, and in fact, uh, Beardy at one point was talking to the lady back there, mm-hmm. like right behind that, um, right right before that scene with uh, hmm. Dave and, and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I I had not clocked that as a cigarette machine, but now I think yeah, like what else could it be? Right, what yeah. else could it be? Oh man. Nice catch. (laughs) All right, Thad. You got any favorite aspects or background catches you want to call out? Um, Probably my favorite was seeing the delivery guy uh, for the patch come into the background with the Bill and Matthew vegetable scene. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you kind of see, you know, you see him uh, hand the, medis- the package, a little pack of baggie, whatever, to, to Dave. And then Dave walks it over. But uh, he actually comes in and he like, holds it up and looks around. And, like, I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> I wonder if this guy's important. He is. He's a delivery yeah. guy. Because <laughs> if he weren't, if, if he weren't holding, like, an important prop that was going to continue the storyline, then he is way overacting. Yeah. Right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this guy's doing way too much in the background. But because then Beth gets the little bag from him and hands it to Dave, oh, someone just brought this for you, and then then it continues with the storyline, then you're like, oh, that's what that guy was doing. Yeah. I think the first time I was like... Who's that guy? <laughs> Who's this actor that's that's going crazy in the background? I'm like, oh, all right, he's he's, he's delivering off the, the nicotine patch. Okay. Mm-hmm. The story checks out. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't. This was more of a favorite aspect, not so much a background catch, but just um, when Bill is asking Davis if his coffee is decaf before dropping the cigarette in it. Yeah. He could have just as easily just dropped the cigarette in the coffee. We know how co- coffee is very important to Dave. Like, we all get You're that right. already, even though it's the third episode. But um, something about him asking if it's decaf and Dave clarifying that, no, it's regular, makes it so much funnier. And yeah. I just thought that was a really nice, really nice touch. And then, of course, his face right after is, is a, like the cherry on top. 
So is it as funny if he says no or if they reverse the order? Is that is that caffeine? He says no, it's decaf. Like that's the part I can't figure out for myself. Is like, is it funnier that it's not decaf, or would it be funnier if it was decaf? Yeah, because like because it's regular, it means more to Dave because this is his caffeine. Right. I mean, this is his addiction. Right. Um, and if it's so, I guess it sets up later on in the episode that the, he needs the addiction. Mm-hmm. If it yeah, if it turned sense. out it was decaf, that would be more like Bill saying like. You know, then it's just it's just garbage anyway. So I'm just gonna use it as an ashtray. That would sort of right. imply more that uh, Bill was attached to caffeine. I think. So I, I okay. think it's I, I think it's funnier. I think it works better this way. I think it works better this way. But I think the joke I'm more familiar with coffee is that decaf is no good. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. I I expected that joke to be like, oh no, it's decaf, and that's why you throw it in. Yeah. But you're right with the whole Dave aspect and what comes later in the episode, it works better that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, Tom. You got any other favorite aspects or background catches? Um, we've already talked about it, but it was more of a foreground catch. It's just at that opening shot where you, where you see Beardy at the table is, is very satisfying. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice catch. Good for Beardy. <laughs> yeah. Boy table. Yep. What about you, Thad? You got anything else? Background. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one that we haven't mentioned yet is Beth's I don't inhale or anything. Kind of Clinton-esque joke right there. You know, I, I believe it's the reference to yeah. you know, Clinton being asked if he smoked marijuana. He said, I didn't inhale. Yeah. So, you know, just the way she kind of puts it out there. I don't inhale or anything, but I can blow a ring with my nose or whatever she says. Um, so I just thought it was funny that she made that that reference, you know, that, mm-hmm. that topical reference for us as we now do our podcast. But Very I appreciated topical. it. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice touch. Um, I know we kind of already t- talked about it when we talked about the scene, but just Bill holding the smoke in his mouth yeah. when Dave is trying to talk to him at the end, and the, the those little like nods and stuff he's doing as he's trying to like <laughs> trying to get Dave out of there so that he can right. exhale, and that he he just can't do it anymore. Ah, you got me, and all the smoke <laughs> just comes out yeah. of his mouth. I mean, just being able to do that physical performing with his face that he's doing with a mouthful of smoke is impressive right. alone, you know? Oh yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just perfection. It makes me laugh every time. I think that is the most adequate touch. <laughs> uh, I think they talk about it on the commentary. Like Bill, uh, like Phil Hartman was actually quitting smoking. Oh, I think I, before I've... like just okay. recently before this episode. So I thought I had like heard these, that somewhere. Yeah. I guess that's where I came from. Oh God. Yeah. The, the, the torture. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it's it's different. It's like you know, because I think at, at that point they'd probably gone over to you have to use like the herbal cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So it's not at least nicotine, yeah. You know, but still, it's got to be tough. I got to feel like that's still hard when you're trying to do something yeah. as difficult as quitting smoking, mm-hmm. and someone's handing yeah, you just, herbal cigarettes and right. be like, "All right, you're gonna smoke these all day long." Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. gotta be rough. And, you know, when I think of that scene, I think of the Kirstie Alley cheers scene. That's, I think, that's the only reason I don't enjoy it as much. Lauren, you know what I'm talking about? No, no. So she famously, she had the cigarette inside her mouth. 
and I yeah. believe that Sam catches her oh. and she flicks the cigarette oh, out of yes. her mouth. Okay. And she, yeah. you know, the lit yeah. cigarette is actually what she had she was trying yeah. to hide in her mouth. Uh. And it's like it's just that one up from Phil <laughs> that's just like I if he if he had done that, I would have been like all in on that train. But I always do just think of the Kirstie Alley, um, that that scene in, in Cheers. I bet you that's one that's you know, of whatever cheer scenes are most viewed on YouTube, I bet you that's up there. <laughs> and thus ends the only time that Kirstie Alley beat Phil Hartman in anything. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> fact. That is true. <laughs> um, all right, Tom, did you have any more adequate touches? No, that was that was all I had. Thad, you got anything else? Um, just want to spotlight two that we've already kind of mentioned. Um, Mr. James putting the cigarette directly into Bill's mouth and looking super proud. You know, like, that was a nice touch. Like he didn't hand it to him, just boom, right, right to him. And then he looks at Dave like, ah, it's problem solved. Um, and the other thing is when Matthew throws the papers on the ground, he gets yelled at. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you get yelled at, it's one thing to like turn around and walk out. It's another thing to throw the papers up in the air and just get the hell out of there. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was a nice little touch. And he leaves so fast that you almost don't see him go. All you see is just the, the papers yeah. fluttering yeah, into the ground down, where yeah. he was. It's very cartoony. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it works. It was great. That was a nice touch. That's a good call. All right. Let's talk about enigmas smothered in secret sauce. Uh, let's see. Thad, what other enigmas do you have for us? Um... <laughs> I, I don't know, this kind of makes sense, but I don't like, why is Catherine in the smoked out booth with Bill at the end? That bothers me. You know, it's like, we know that it's not good. It's one thing to miss the smell of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to be in a sealed booth with somebody <laughs> lighting up a pack of cigarettes. You know, yeah. I was just like, like for me, just seeing her outline in there kind of ruined the joke for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he was in there by himself, then it, it's Joe's like, yeah, who cares? It's just Bill. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. You know, but because Catherine is going to be negative affected, it kind of like lessens that, that last scene for me. Mm-hmm. So why is she in the booth? That's yeah. my question. I, well, and yeah. especially when everyone else is going home. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? <laughs> Everyone's yeah. leaving for the day and he's still in there reading the news. I don't know. And I don't know if you know how cigarettes work, but it doesn't get that smoky. (laughs) That is a crazy amount of, that is like a Parliament Funkadelic concert. (laughs) And everybody has been moved into like a a 10 foot square area. Yeah. Good questions. All right, Tom, do you have any other enigmas for us? Uh, Yeah, that was kind of the one was like, why is it that much smoke? I mean, I get it. It's just for the joke, but like, it's not really, of course not plausible, but I think they're just going for a, a sight gag and not really yeah. reality. Yeah. The magic of television. Yep. <laughs> um, I want to know, does the state ordinance not apply to cigar smoke? Because <laughs> as we've seen, cigar smoking in the office continued throughout mm. the rest of the series. Oftentimes it happened with Matthew present and he's not demanding anyone smell his hair. So, <laughs> like, why does everyone just give cigars a pass? I know. And that they're, I mean, worse. Like, they're thicker and they just smell even worse. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that booth of cigar, <laughs> cigar smoke actually made more sense visually. <laughs> yeah. Man. So that's my huh. enigma. <laughs> All right, Thad, you got any more questions? 
Um, I got two. Well, the first small one is how much cash did Bill carry on him? Right. And again, like back in the <laughs> '90s, though, there was no ATMs. Mm-hmm. You know, not, roughly around that time, not as just, readily just available. Just when ATMs no. were starting to come out and be available, mm-hmm. so people did, especially in New York, would carry. I know they would carry, you know, a good amount of cash on them. You know, but like I did not expect Bill to just, you know, plop open a hundred dollar bill, just pull it off the roll, and be like, "Here you go." Uh, not even that. in so a just wallet, like, just in his right. pocket. <laughs> Scrooge Maybe like a money right. clip. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I remember my days in the night. Like if I was going out, and this would be maybe a couple years later. Like if I was yeah. going out to a bar, I'd usually have about two hundred bucks in cash. You know, I think it took me a little while to get a credit card. I didn't get a credit card until I was like 25. So the first like four years or so, you know, I would always have a decent amount of cash to go out. Yeah. But again, that's going out. You know, it's like, how often would you take that to the office? (laughs) And first thing in the first thing in the morning, too. You know, I guess like maybe if you've gone out the night before. But again, like this is not. Or are you thinking, you know, you might you might be going out after work, something like that. Who knows? Yeah, but not first thing in the morning. Not before you go to job. You're like that. You hit the you hit the bank on your way home or at lunch, you know. But like, I don't know. I guess some people would go at like seven in the morning. Go to the bank eight in the morning. I guess. Yeah, some people go on the way to work, or or you just have it from leftover from, you know, maybe you just get it when you 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 cash your check, you know, before direct deposit. You had to go cash your check, and then you just get a, a whole you get your allotment of cash for the week, and maybe you just carry that around. Yeah, I had a couple of cash paying jobs. That was not so great. <laughs> I mean, was, that, that did not work out for my savings plan. You never, you never know if you're going to go to lunch at Tavern on the Green and, and order a forty dollar burger. Yeah, but so like that's what I mean. Like it, it makes sense that back in that era, a guy a guy like Bill would have a hundred, two hundred dollars yep. on him on a daily yep. basis. Oh yeah, but in a weird way, it's still kind of unexpected. So I just kind mm-hmm. of wonder how much. He generally carried on him on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, did you have another enigma you want to lay on us? No, that was it. You're you're enigma free. I'm 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 all yeah questioned out. You're enigmaed out. Um, I want to know. Okay, the the state ordinance that Dave pins to the pillar is a single sheet of paper. When Bill reviews it later, he notes that there needs to be a smoking area as stipulated in Article 4, Paragraph 2. (laughs) How many articles and paragraphs can there possibly be on a single-page ordinance? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look more like than a couple paragraphs long. That doesn't quite track to me. (laughs) It could reference it in the letter, and he was counting on Bill not to actually read it. (laughs) You know, like sometimes in those letters at the bottom, they're like, you know, again, like if you you have to follow this ordinance, mm. blah, 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 like, and maybe if you want to see counting on Bill not to read it. Yeah. If you want to see the ordinance, go check with HR. They have a copy, right? That kind of thing. So you're not pinning yeah. up a whole, you know, yeah, the book booklet <laughs> of things. Yeah, you're not Martin Luther fighting against smoking <laughs> in the church doors. <laughs> Oh, uh, we get a little 95 thesis humor. <laughs> All right, Dad, you got any other questions? I do. I've got the, I've got the big question. Okay, the big one. Drop it on us. The big question. What is Joe's friendship history with this person that he is absolutely terrified 
will uh, will make other people think that he is possibly gay, yet he still goes out with him in public anyway to go out and do things like go to the movies in public. You know, like, what type of friendship do they have? Like, they, they must have, like, grown up together. Like, they've got to be pretty tight because Joe kind of freaks out when he says, like, well, even if you were, he's like, but I'm not, but I'm not. And I'm not. Like, you know, okay, all right, I'll see you later. I'm not gay. Like, he, he has to, you know, it's like he denies it so strongly that you're just like, mm. So that my, that's my question. Like, what kind, what's their friendship history? Like, did they grow up together? Did he save Joe's life? It, you know, does yeah. Joe have a secret appreciation for film that only this guy knows about? Like, <laughs> It's got to be some sort of pretty strong relationship for Joe to continue going out in public right. with this guy when he's clearly so uh, panicked so about mm-hmm. being seen with him. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. There's yeah. some backstory <laughs> like, there. <laughs> yeah. Like, subsection of the question is, what does flamboyantly gay look like in the 90s? And you in know, Joe's because- mind. Right. And in Joe's mind as well. But I was like, people weren't dyeing their hair. Like, like rainbow colors in the mid-90s was not a huge, huge thing. Not to my memory, at least. You no. know, where you would look at somebody and be like, well, that person is flamboyantly gay. Like, so what does this guy look like? What does he dress like? I'm so curious about this friend, you know, that Joe would have that strong a reaction to possibly being seen in public. Uh, based based on this show, it would have to be like a, a member of the village people. So. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what I'd have to expect, I think. I mean, that's about right. I mean, based on Joe's fragile masculinity, it could have just been mm. one of the guys who was like early on the men wearing eyeliner trend. Oh, that's a good point, You know, too. it could have been something as simple as that. And he's just like, oh, man. Oh, no. Everyone's going to think, oh, God, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really good. Like, you know what? I didn't think about the, the Dr. Doom theory. Like, maybe that guy looked like a normal person and Joe was just that freaked out about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe you couldn't even tell that that guy right. is gay at all. Like, there's nothing. He just looks like a regular guy mm-hmm. and Joe is just freaked out. Yeah. Joe just happens to know that the guy is gay. He's not right. even flamboyantly gay. <laughs> yeah. And Joe's just freaked out. I never thought about that before. That's actually really, that's really interesting. And maybe more likely than... Uh, yeah, <laughs> like it's not like he's going to the movie theaters with Elton John, you know, <laughs> glitter suits, high hats, platform shoes. I now that's see. a scene I want to add. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if it was actually Elton John. You know, like Lisa finds out, and he's like, "She's like, you're friends with Elton John." And he's like, "Yeah, me and Elton grew up together. Like, <laughs> grew up together." <laughs> Like, one of the greatest recording artists in the century. Like, yeah, but you know. After Crackadal Rock, everything changed. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great question. Um, I don't think we'll ever take the secret sauce off of that one. Now we're going, on, going to move on to a segment we call a time capsule from the internaut. So, as noted, this episode predates any real posts on the Usenet forums. However, I did some digging around on the internaut to see what was going on around this time in April of 1995. Steven Root was in a movie that was in theaters at this time. It was called Bye Bye Love, featuring Matthew Modine, Randy Quaid, Paul Reiser, and Janine Garofalo, best known to us as Dave's girlfriend Nancy. 
Uh, Stephen Root played the uncredited role of Awakening Neighbor. So be sure to check out that one if you haven't seen it yet. If you're a big <laughs> Stephen Root fan. <laughs> Scour the internet for that that DVD. Stephen Root, Matthew Modine, Venn Diagram movies. <laughs> I can't wait to mow down this list. Although Matthew Modine and Paul Reiser are both in Stranger Things. They worked at the same lab. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The, the the Venn diagram chart is shifting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Phil Hartman was also in a movie that premiered this week. The movie was uh, Stuart Saves His Family. It was based on the Saturday Night Live character Stuart Smalley. Phil played the uncredited voice of the announcer. Another major performance. Um, that movie also featured Kurt Fuller, who WNYXicans know best as Ed Harlow, Dave Nelson's predecessor as the news director at WNYX. And future Senator Al Franken. <laughs> the number one movie at the U.S. box office this week was Tommy Boy, featuring Chris Farley and David Spade. It would be bumped the following week by the release of Bad Boys, featuring Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. The number one song in the U.S. this week in history was Take a Bow by Madonna. And some celebrities celebrating birthdays on this day were Craig T. Nelson, the coach from Coach, turning 51. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say the coach from Coach. Uh, Mr. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Incredible. David Blaine, not that magician, the other one, turning 22. <laughs> and uh, David Cross, nephew Theo himself, turning 31. There you go. So there we have it. That has been a time capsule from the internet. Now we're going to move on to our catch-all. Um, do uh, let's see, Thad. Do you have anything you wanted to include in our catch-all category today? Uh, my two keepsakes that I wanted to mention that we didn't get to before. Okay. Uh, the first one is actually the memo that about not smoking that he posts up. Okay. I that would be a nice little thing to to kind of put on the wall. Yep. Um, and the second thing is Tom went for the the old computer. I like that little radio on Dave's desk. Mm. And I and for me, it just kind of brought back memories of like it felt like whenever you went to like a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment or even maybe if you went to school a little bit late, you had to sign in. It's like that radio model was the one that a lot of secretaries actually had on their desk. So for me, it's a little bit nostalgic, uh, but that was another keepsake that I would have taken. Uh, I did think about the computer, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'll, I'll take the radio. I can always turn it on sometime. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I, I had thought about the ordinance also. That was uh, something that was on my list. I want to know, like, what did they mock up? Or did they literally just print out, like, an actual state ordinance of some sort? Um, mm, yeah. And the, the paper that Matthew wrote his dream on. I mean, there was writing on there. There was something handwritten yeah. on that piece of paper. Was it his lines? Was it the full dream sequence written out by someone? I, I would love to know. <laughs> Tom, did you have any other keepsakes we missed out on? Uh, I did. I had the um, the ashtray that uh, mm. Bill has out in the hall. Mm -hmm. um, thought that mm. looked kind of cool. Like, you know, even if you didn't use it as an ashtray, if you covered it up with something and made that, like, you could make a little end table, yeah. a tabletop with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. Um, yeah. Kind of mid-century modern. Um, yeah. I liked the little potted plant from that scene. That's the salad, as Bill <laughs> call, called salad. it. I know the plant would be long dead by now, but the pot was cute, so I could put a new plant in there. And I and I would always picture Beth's face as she picked it up off the table <laughs> with a cheek full of gum. 
Lose the salad, huh? If I had gotten hold of that plant, it would have been dead within a week. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> no. I have a black thumb for sure. Kill any black plant. thumb. <laughs> all right. Anything else uh, you wanted to put in catch-all, Thad? Mm, I feel like we kind of hit everything I want to talk about. How about before. you, Tom? Uh, same. Okay. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention here was that I think Bill's reaction to quitting smoking represents the five stages of grief. Oh. So we've got Ooh. denial when he lights up right in front of Dave and then he tries to pay the fine directly to him. He's just in denial. This is not happening. Okay. <laughs> um, and then he, we've got anger. Like when he snaps at Matthew, you know, but although, of course, I don't know if you would consider that snapping. <laughs> I don't know if you consider that cracking, but um, I'm sure yeah, Matthew I tell people to haul their skinny ass out there all the time. All the time. It's basically totally... a compliment. Yeah, really. yeah. So that was anger. Um, I think we see bargaining when he tries to negotiate for a mobile 10-foot radius around him. And also when he tries to get Dave to crack first. That's sort of a form of bargaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, depression. When he's reading the news in monotone, like he's lost the will to live. And also when Matthew gives him the carrot stick, I think he's displaying some depression yeah. there. Like he looks really, he is a broken man at that point. <laughs> Tough shit. And then finally we get to acceptance in that he eventually accepted his defeat. He is not going to be able to quit smoking. It's just not going to happen. Ooh. So I think, uh, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but I think Bill's reaction to quitting smoking is uh, representative of the five stages of grief. That's actually really okay. good. That's, that's a, yeah, that's very, that's a, very that's detailed. That's A minus, Lauren. I'm going to give that an A minus. <laughs> In this right. essay, I will. <laughs> keep up the good work. You're not going to have to take the final. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Go to Christmas break early. No. Okay. All right, so now we're going to talk about plots explained badly or sensational headlines. Um, let's see, Tom, what's a uh, what's a headline you got for us or a plot explained badly for this episode? The great WNYX smokeout goes up in flames. Oh, <laughs> so the sprinklers were not hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another conspiracy theory that we have to start giving back up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Thad, do you got a headline or a plot explained badly? I got two. Uh, so my first one is, two addicts learn to accept themselves and each other after their attempts to go cold turkey leads to one being hospitalized. <laughs> nice right like it sounds like a 90s sitcom you know, yeah like, oh, wow. like that would be in the tv guide description right there yeah maybe an after school <laughs> special i don't know you know yeah. <laughs> um i've got local radio station converted to rehab clinic following staff abuse of <laughs> caffeine cigarettes nicotine patches and gum used as a diaphragm <laughs> <laughs> expose <laughs> that's a winner <laughs> Tom, do you have another one? No, that was it. How about you, Thad? All right, uh, just one more. Okay. Um, <laughs> despite mockery and ridicule, a brave fashion choice protects Dave and Lisa's office romance. <laughs> brave. I like that it's brave. <laughs> <laughs> he took a lot of crap for that hat. He you did, know, like, that's true. The fact that he keeps on wearing it, I think it's a brave hat. <laughs> I was trying to write it more like the little like the little toaster or something like that, trying to make it about the hat, but I think that's as close as I was going to get. <laughs> All right, here's my last one. 
Electrician's co-workers assume he's gay following his intense denial of the fact, despite no one suggesting it in the first place. <laughs> it was his denial in general that made everyone start going, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> if he had just kept his mouth shut. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like you can use that for future episodes. I feel like there's <laughs> other episodes where that actually applies. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, the next episode on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt will be shrink for our hooked unit. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for Absa fever. Good night, pumpkin. Mia! <laughs> Pantyhose! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by the gift shop on your way out. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for abs of fever. Hey, news radiologists. Stick around to learn more about this adequate podcast that is also part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Hey, Unread Books. How's everyone doing today? Not great. Remember all those years ago when Kelly saw that she could download me and she was so excited because she'd heard about me and she could read me early? Not only has she not read me early, I've been out of print for three years. Has she read me? She has not. Well, you know, Rachel claims that, you know, she loves the series that I'm a part of. And I am the concluding book in the series, and she still has not read me. I've been on her Kindle for seven years. I know Julia reads. I see her reading all the time. But they're new books. And I've been here. I'm here. I'm right here. Pick me up. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kelly. And this is What You Should Read. The podcast where we should all over our books. And we're very happy to now be a part of the Stolen Dress Entertainment Podcast Network. I have that, but I haven't read it yet.